Hi, I'm Harriet Blevins, one of the pastors here at Life Church, and we're so glad that you're tuning in with us this morning. Hey, I'm Pastor Tim Blevins. Thank you so much for being with us. We're so honored you came to be at Online Church today. If you want to know more about who we are and what we do at Life Church, just visit us at lifecc.com. Awesome. Hey, I want to invite you to prepare yourself for a great Sunday. Our team has worked hard. Our worship team is ready. We have a great message for you today. Prepare your hearts for an amazing day. God bless you, church. Good morning, online church. I hope you're having a great morning. I hope you have a cup of coffee. It's probably getting a little colder outside, and it's feeling a little bit more like Christmas. And so I hope you're tuned in with us with some coffee and Maybe you're snuggled up on the couch with your family, and I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today. I want to take a moment just before I jump into our message to encourage my online church family. I want you to know that we are continuing to support you at home. I know many of you have made a wise decision to, to worship from home. There's so many reasons for that, and I just need you to know we support you. We stand with you. We're going to continue to do our online church services for you, and we just want to bless you. We just are so glad you're tuning in. About half of our church is watching and participating online, so you're not alone. There's a large group of you that tune in every week and worship together online. And so thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in. I also recognize that many of you are probably feeling somewhat weary from the online church service. I know that maybe you feel like you've been isolated. You may miss some of the, the personal touch that comes with being in person. And I know those are just realities. Not a lot that we can do about it, but I can be here with you today continuing to pray for you and continuing to support you. I want to take a moment just before I jump into my message today, and I want to pray for miracles in your life. I just want to minister to you. I felt like as I was preparing for my message that the Lord spoke to me, and I felt like he said that I need to minister, I need to pray for my online church family. I felt like God just told me to shepherd the flock that's at home. And so I just felt like it's important that I pray for you. And I want to pray for miracles. I think there's just a unique way God can use today to bless your life and to do a miracle in your life. I know that through this season, there have been so many difficulties and hardships. And it's easy to just feel overwhelmed with those things. But today we're going to pray for your breakthroughs. We're going to pray for your miracles before we get into this message. If you're at home and, and maybe you're thinking, I need a miracle. Now, I know I can't see your hand, but just respond at home. Just either lift a hand up or just in some way, just acknowledge, I need a miracle. Maybe you need a miracle in your family. Maybe you need a miracle in your, your finances. Maybe you need a miracle in your health. Maybe you need a miracle in your business or your job. I don't know what you need. Maybe you need a miracle in your children and with your parenting and whatever may be going on. Maybe you just need to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit inside of you. 
Today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for that miracle. I want to believe God that he is going to come and, and just encounter your life right here. Now, this is kind of interesting because I'm preaching this message on a Wednesday. And I know you're going to watch it on a Sunday. And oddly, I feel like the Lord is just anointing this moment on Wednesday and I feel like the Lord just says, I'm going to bottle that up and hold it and release it on Sunday. And so I don't know how God works all that out, but I think there's an anointing today. I believe there's a moment that we're supposed to pray and we're supposed to believe God for the miracle in your life. And so let's just take this moment. Let's just pray. Let's just believe God for the miracle that you need in your life. Father, I pray right now for miracles. I pray for you to supernaturally touch my church that's at home. God, I pray that you take this moment, touch your people. Lord, I know that you're talking to me about doing this today, and so I know if you're speaking it, you're going to answer it, God. And so, Lord, I just thank you. I pray that you would use this moment. Let your spirit go from Wednesday to Sunday through this camera and touch people's lives today. Lord, we pray we pray today for this. God, I pray that you'd build faith in this moment, God. I pray for miracles. I pray for people who need miracles in finances and miracles in their, their marriages and miracles in their children, God. God, I pray for miracles. Show us, Father, to, how to have hope in this season. Show us the bright future that you have for us, God. And so, God, I just lift up these things today. I pray for supernatural touch of miracles for your church body today. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And you need to know, church, as your pastor, I am covering you in prayer. I'm praying for God's blessings. I'm praying for God's favor in your life. I'm praying for God's protection in you. I'm praying for God's health over your life. I'm praying these things. So I just declare it. I speak it that you are blessed. You are blessed by God. And I just believe that. I believe it. And I want you to confess it today. Just at home. Just in your own way. Just say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. I am blessed today. I pray you just feel a surge of God's strength. Supernatural strength inside of you this morning. I hope that's for you today. Receive it. Listen, I don't think that online church ought to be just a moment where you watch church. I think you ought to experience it just like we do in person. And this is one of those moments for you just to experience God's presence today. So I believe that over your life. I pray miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, we had our year-end year offering last week. If you tuned in with us last week, you know we had our Heart for the City offering. And if you missed your opportunity to give, hey, there's still time. You can still give. You can go to our online platform on our website. You can click on the Give button. There's a drop-down menu. And, and you can give to the Heart for the City. It is an important offering for us as a church. We use these funds to, to be able to reach our city all for 2021. It's important that we have those funds to be able to do more that's outside of our normal budget. We want to reach our city, and so this offering really helps us to do that. It helps us to serve those in our city. And so if you missed last week and you were not uh, able to participate, we'd love for you to do it. Our goal this year 
was for 100% participation. And whatever we raise, if everyone does their part, it'll be more than enough. Now, I said to you last week that I would give you a report on how well we've done. Well, it's Wednesday. I don't have that report yet. So unfortunately, you'll have to wait till next week to get the info. So we'll get back to you. We'll let you know more next week. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm so glad you're with us. I love Christmas. If you're on the couch with your family, look at someone and say, it's Christmas, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas, to be honest with you. I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas trees. I love decorating the house. I love putting lights on my house. I'm kind of meticulous about my lights on my house. I make sure they're really straight, and I just, I just love it. I put the white lights really great. I have one tree with colored lights. It just makes it just so great. I love it all. I love giving presents. I like receiving presents. I love Santa Claus. I love everything about Christmas. I love family gatherings, the food. I even love that many people are in a better mood during Christmas season Oh, I love it. I love Christmas carols. I love Christmas movies. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I do. I have a couple. Of course, we love Elf. We love Buddy the Elf. Who doesn't love Elf? I can't wait to have our movie night with our family and watch Elf. But there's a couple movies that I love to see or TV shows that I love. And they're kind of throwbacks. They're kind of way back. You kind of Got to appreciate from the history of, of, you know, life kind of going back. And one of the shows that I, I watch every year, I watch it every year. And I don't know, it makes me feel like a kid, but I love the old school Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I don't know if you watch it. I love it. Uh, I just, I get a kick out of it. And so every year I watch that. And I also watch Charlie Brown Christmas. I think they're great. That's just, that's who I am. I kind of like that they take me back. They, they, we go back and it's just back to the basics kind of Christmas movies. And so I love it. I love it. So at church today, we are beginning a three-week series that takes us back to the basics of Christmas. We want to go back. Now, not go back like in old school, but we want to get back to the basics of what Christmas is all about. Because if we forget that Christmas is all about Jesus, then we're going to have a great holiday, but we might miss the whole point of what it's all about. And so Christmas is more than just a holiday to us. Christmas is a Christian celebration that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to just go back to the basics of what Christmas is all about. My sermon today, I'm preaching on today, keeping Christ in Christmas. Keeping Christ in Christmas. Let me ask you, how many of you ever been to a Christmas party and no one said one word about Jesus the entire party? Now, I don't mean you have to have a, a prayer time and, you know, I'm not saying you have to break out into a worship set but I just think it's odd that we can have Christmas parties and we can stand around with our friends and I don't know, maybe you drink eggnog or something. I don't, have you been to the, maybe you've been to the ugly Christmas sweater 
uh, Christmas parties, and I mean, they're fun. I love them. Maybe you've had the, uh, the, the, the one where you exchange gifts and, and, you know, like the five or ten dollar gifts, and it's a lot of fun. I just think it's odd, though, that we have complete celebration parties, and sometimes not ever a word is mentioned about Jesus. That seems odd. Would you ever go to someone's birthday party and have an entire party? You would have cake and, and sing a, a birthday song. And, but if you never, ever recognized the person having a birthday, that would just be weird, wouldn't it? It'd be weird. I mean, wouldn't it be weird if I called you up and I said, hey, I want you to come over to the house. I'm having a birthday party. We're going to have cake and ice cream and presents. We're going to sing a birthday song. And I want you to come over. Now, wouldn't you probably ask me, like, well, whose birthday is it? What if I said to you, oh, it's not about someone's birthday. We're just having a birthday party. And you would say, whose party? I'm like, nobody's. We're just celebrating birthday. You would say, that's weird. You know, I think sometimes we approach Christmas the same way. We do all these celebrations, but somehow we miss the point of it all. This year, I want to remind us as a church body to keep Christ in Christmas. I want to take us to Matthew chapter 1, and this is one of the accounts of Jesus' birth. And it says in Matthew 1, 18, 25, it says, This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged... He was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Would you just say that with me at home? Say, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel means God is with us. Verse 24 says, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary to be his wife, but he did not have sexual relationships with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Now, the name Emmanuel is not a personal name for Jesus. His name is Jesus. They didn't change his name. Emmanuel is just a description that describes an attribute or a characteristic about God. Emmanuel means God is with us. And Jesus is the fulfillment of God coming to save mankind from sin. Listen, I am so grateful that Jesus came to save me. I am thankful that Jesus is my Emmanuel. He is Emmanuel for me. Why? Because he came for me. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He came for me, but he came for you too. He came for all of us. He came to save us 
from our sin. I am so grateful that He came. I'm grateful that Jesus was born so He would be with us and save us from our sin. Listen, if you're taking some notes today on the screen, I want you to see the point. And this is what's important for Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because of Emmanuel. Because Jesus, He came for us. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus, He came for us. He was born so that He could come and save us. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we say Merry Christmas. Or maybe we ought to emphasize it like this today and say Merry Christmas. Christ is in Christmas. It's all about Jesus. That's why we have a very Merry Christmas. Because Christ came for us. We are exceedingly full of joy because Christ came for us. We celebrate Jesus because he came for us. Emmanuel means God is with us. God is with us. Now, one of the things that I like about this idea of Emmanuel, God is with us, it reveals to us that God wants to be in a personal up-close relationship with us. God isn't a distant God. He's not just sitting in heaven and, and just kind of hanging out, watching us, and hoping we work everything out. God is not cold and far off. God came to be with us. God wants personal relationship with us. God is with us. And the fact that Jesus left heaven to come to earth so that he would be with us, reveals God's heart that he wants to be close to us. He wants to be in fellowship with us. And so for Christmas, it's a celebration that reminds us that we have a close and personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. Christmas ought to be a season that we actually draw closer to God, not further away. Christmas ought to remind us that we have a God that came to us, a God that wants to be with us and have a relationship with us. Christmas is all about Emmanuel, God with us. Now, I want you to think about this, about our current Christmas season. Think about that concept that we want to keep Christ in Christmas. What can happen in our Christmas seasons is we can miss the one we are celebrating right in the middle of the celebration. We can miss Jesus in a celebration about Jesus. We can get busy and we can do so many celebrations and miss Jesus in the middle of it. We can celebrate a holiday of Christmas but lose Jesus if we're not really deliberate about keeping Christ in Christmas. We can miss the whole point of what it's all about. And you know, there's a story in the New Testament, and this is what happened to Jesus' parents. They lost Jesus in the middle of a celebration. They lost him. They actually left him. They took off and left him. Now, I think that's kind of a funny thought that Jesus' parents lost Jesus. I mean, that's pretty kind of trippy to think they lost Jesus. Kind of funny. Um, it almost encourages me as a parent, maybe if you're a parent and you see that Jesus' parents mistakenly left Jesus behind, they took off without him. 
and they left Jesus behind, maybe that'll encourage you as a parent that it's not about perfection. And so if you're not a perfect parent, neither were Jesus' parents. And, and look how he turned out. So listen, your kids are going to be fine. I remember one time when Bailey was in kindergarten and we were working in Charleston at a church in Charleston and I was the youth pastor and Harriet had left the Wednesday service before I did and she got home and she had reminded me, be sure and bring Bailey home. And I forgot Bailey. I left her at the church and, and I didn't remember it until I got home and Harriet said, where's Bailey? And I said, you know, oh my gosh, I, I left her at the church. And, and so finally when we reconnected with Bailey, um, she has to this day never forgotten that and she reminds me often that I left her and so Bailey I just want to say to you, it's time to get over that it's over um, but listen Jesus's parents they left him too and this is what it says in Luke 2 41 it says every year Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival when Jesus was 12 years old they attended the festival as usual after the celebration was over they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed, they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, Listen, they lost Jesus for three days. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. So listen, the, the, the Jewish Passover festival is a symbolic celebration that was fulfilled by Jesus. Now, they were celebrating as Jews their deliverance from slavery and bondage to the Egyptians. We celebrate that Jesus has set us free from our bondages of sin. The Passover celebration, the Passover festival, was in essence a celebration about Jesus. It was foretelling, it was forecasting what Jesus would do. They were celebrating Jesus, and Jesus' parents were in the middle of all of these festivities. They were in the middle of the food, they were in the middle of the music, and they were with family and friends, and they were celebrating. And what happened? They took their eyes off of Jesus. They lost Jesus in the middle of a celebration about Jesus. They lost him. They <laughs> took their eye off of Jesus in a celebration about Jesus. And church, I don't want us to lose our focus on Jesus in the middle of a celebration about Jesus. We don't want to lose Christ in the middle of Christmas. Now, when I say I don't want you to lose Christ, I don't want to lose Christ, I'm not talking about your salvation. I'm simply meaning that we could miss the whole purpose of what Christmas is all about. We could in some way even like break that fellowship with him. Just We just get separated from our focus on Jesus. So how can you lose Jesus this Christmas? Well, we can look at what his parents did for just a moment. And we can see how they lost Jesus and we can learn from that. So how did his parents, 
How did Jesus' parents lose him? Well, one, his parents were busy with the festivities. They were busy. There was a lot to do. There were lots of friends and family to catch up with. They were going to festivals and parties and they were celebrating. They were doing so many things that we do during Christmas and they got busy. In the middle of their busyness, they lost Jesus. You know, busyness will rob us of the joy and the meaning of Christmas. When busyness goes up, stress goes up, but peace and joy goes down. Busyness. Busyness robs us of the true meaning of Christmas. I read this week on an online uh, medical journal, and it said that 88% of Americans feel the Christmas season is the most stressful time of the year. Man, isn't that crazy that 88% of Americans feel that Christmas is the most stressful time of their life. A time when it ought to be a season of, of extended peace and joy. It ought to be a season where we, where we are just in more ways connected to family and we feel even better. But so many of us feel so much stress during Christmas because we're so busy, busy, busy. In the article, it said that they were stressed, that Americans, you and I, were stressed through Christmas because of financial stresses. We're stressed because of just finding gifts. For some people, it's, it's, it's a stressor to go shopping and, and to find gifts. And it said that many people have elevated sense of stress when they gather with families because of the, the stresses that are in families. And, and they said that in some ways our time gets even more stressed out because on top of work we have shopping and we have parties and we have so many things going on that we feel stress in our time. We feel stress to get up all the decorations. And, and so through all of the things that ought to be a celebration that bring us great joy, so many people feel so much stress. Instead of Christmas being joyful, people feel stressful. So here's my encouragement for you and I today for this Christmas. Slow down. Pump the brakes Enjoy the holidays. Put Jesus at the center of your time. Make room for Jesus this year. I mean, after all, Jesus came to be with us. How crazy would it be that we got so busy in the Christmas season that we didn't even make room for the one that came to be with us. This ought to be a season that we know him more, that we experience him more but so often we experience him less because we're so busy. I want to encourage us to go back to the basics of what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus. It's about him. So this year, would you consider keeping Christ in Christmas? Make time for your personal devotions. Make time for church. Make time for family. If you're a parent, Make time to talk to your children about the real meaning of Christmas this year. Don't get so busy celebrating Christmas that you miss 
Jesus in the middle of it. His parents got busy. They also had another reason that they lost Jesus in a celebration about him. They lost him. And here's what happened. They assumed Jesus was right there with them during the festivities. They assumed. They assumed he was with their relatives. They assumed he was with them when they were doing it. They just assumed he was there. Listen, that kind of assumption can happen to us too. We can assume that since we're celebrating Christmas, since we're doing all this stuff, that we're focused on Jesus. We can assume it. I think what happens to many of us is that over the years, we've heard the Christmas stories and We've been to candlelight services and we've sang the songs and and we put up the trees and and we've done this so many times over the years and and just kind of over time what happens is is we lose the wonder of what Christmas is all about. We lose the 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 story. We we lose because we've heard the Christmas story so many times. We we just lose the impact that it makes in our life. We lose the fact that that Emmanuel, that Jesus came to us. And I think we just kind of get to where we've heard it so many times that we we just get just get comfortable in it and we just assume that well we're putting Jesus first when maybe we're just going through the motions rather than really keeping Christ in the middle of Christmas. I want to encourage you this year, let your ears and let your heart be open to the Christmas story all over again. And assuming that just doing the Christmas things is keeping you connected, be really intentional this year. Go back to the basics of what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about celebrating and worshiping our Savior who is Emmanuel, our Savior who has come to be with us. Now look, I am not anti-Christmas. I am really, really very pro-Christmas. I love all the things about Christmas. I really do. I love it all. But this year when there have been so many difficulties It's been an unusual year of setbacks and an unusual year of of the 2020 coronaviruses and business. And in the middle of all these difficulties, I want to be sure that we are very pro-Jesus this year, right in the middle of the celebration. I want to remember, I want our church to remember that Jesus was born to be with us. He was born to save us and deliver us and be with us. In the season of 2020, it just feels like we need Jesus more, not less. I want to feel his presence closer, not further. And this year's Christmas celebration, I want to be sure that that I draw closer to him. Christmas celebrations by themselves, they won't bring you the lasting joy and peace that we all need this year. But celebrating Jesus, that will do it. Drawing close to Jesus will give us what we need. He will give us the peace that we need. Listen, on the screen, I want you to pause on this for just a moment. And I want you to see this because this is so important for us this year. Christmas is about Jesus coming to be with us. 
and Christmas is about us drawing close to him. It's about Emmanuel. He has come to us. But Christmas is also a season where we want to draw close to him. We want to use the, the celebration in this season as a reminder that he has come to us, but we want to run to him. We want to get close to him this year. Let's keep Christ in Christmas. Let's draw close to him. Amen. Now, I have one final point that I want to bring us to when it comes to keeping Christ in Christmas. I want us to remember Jesus' parents for just a moment. Remember, they lost him, right? They, they lost Jesus. And what happened was, is they traveled in the opposite direction of where Jesus was. So they took off one direction, left Jesus, and they were going in the opposite direction. They were going away from Jesus. They were distracted by all the festivities. They assumed that Jesus was family, and they didn't even realize that Jesus wasn't with them. They didn't even pick up on it. And it took three days for them to reconnect with Jesus. Three days. They were disconnected. They, they were out of fellowship with Jesus for three days. Listen, church, I don't want three days, three weeks, three months, or three years to go by that we haven't connected with Jesus. I don't want three days to go by that we haven't had intimate, close fellowship with our Savior, Jesus. I don't want to be separated from Him. And maybe for you, you're at home and you're, you're listening to this today, maybe you have been distracted Maybe it's not just about Christmas season, but maybe you've been busy this year. Maybe you're kind of like Jesus' parents and you just got caught up in things going on. Maybe there were difficulties and things that, that caused you to drift the other direction from Jesus. Maybe your fellowship feels a little broken with Jesus. Let me ask you, has it been a while since you've been in your word and in prayer has it been a few days since you've genuinely worshipped Jesus? Let's not let three days go by, three weeks, three months. But listen, no worries. Listen, I'm not here to put condemnation on you. We can learn from what Jesus' parents did because they showed us what to do when we're disconnected, when we've gone the wrong way, when we have been distracted and, and, and we've lost Jesus if you've lost your connection to Jesus for any reason, here's what the parents did. It says in Luke 2.45, it says, When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. When they couldn't find when they realized their disconnection. Maybe today is your moment to realize that you're not where you thought you were with Jesus. Maybe you, you don't have the connection that you feel you should have. Hey, there's an old quote that's been going around for years, and it says, if you don't feel close to Jesus, guess who moved? In other words, Jesus is faithful. He's close. But if you don't feel him, it's because we somehow have drifted. Today is a moment for you to turn back, just like Jesus' parents. They just turned back, and they went to search for him. This Christmas, let's all turn back to Jesus 
This is a perfect time for all of us to remember what Christmas is all about. Let's use this season to seek Jesus. It's a perfect time. And so I want to close today's message with a prayer for us. Matter of fact, I actually want you to pray with me today. I want you to join me in this prayer. And if today you feel like in some way uh, you, you have kind of lost Christ in the middle of your busyness, maybe you have kind of felt distance from Jesus, this is a prayer I want you to pray with me. I want you to also consider, would you make a commitment this year to keep Christ in the middle of your celebration, to keep Christ in Christmas. And so would you join me? I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Would you say this with me? Say, our Father who is in heaven. And then would you just thank Him for coming to us? Thank Him for Emmanuel. In your own words, just say, thank you for coming to me. Thank you that you are my Emmanuel. Thank you you came to me to save me, to deliver me. Thank Him that He came to be with you. And you need to know He's with you. He loves you. He's with you. Thank Him for being there with you. And now, just like His parents that turned around from their busy schedules and they went to find Jesus, in your own words, would you just let God know that you want to seek Him today? Just say, God, I'm, I'm turning to you. I'm seeking you today. This moment I realize that, that I'm not at the place I want to be with you and I'm seeking you today. Just say it to him. And finally, in this final moment, would you commit to keeping Christ in your Christmas celebration this year? Would you just say this with me? Just pray it out loud. Say it as a declaration. Say, I am committed to keeping Christ in Christmas. I'm committed to keeping Christ in Christmas. Well, we pray all these things today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Church, I'm so glad you tuned in with us. I love you. I pray that today you experienced Jesus. I hope that in the beginning of the message you encountered a miracle in your life. If you have, would you let us know about it? Would you go to our online uh, uh, service where on our uh, website, sorry for stumbling, but onto our website, lifecc.com, and go to where there's a place for prayer requests and praise reports. Uh, there's a place to let us know that you're with us today. I would love to hear from you. One of the ways we stay connected as an online church family is through your prayer request. So would you send them to us? We hear from people all the time. I heard from someone recently said that they sent in a prayer request about cancer and they got a report back that they had no cancer and they were celebrating. Listen, God is moving even through our online church. So listen, stay connected to us. I love you and we'll see you next week. God bless.